Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that features the one and only athletics director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show, and as always, it's hosted by the562.org, which is myself, J.J. Fiddler, and to my right, Mike Arabasio. This is your one and only podcast spot for Long Beach State. LB Nation, we're going to have women's tennis coach Jenny Hill Costello on a little bit later. But for now, Andy, welcome to your show. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing well. My hands are still on my body because you were kind enough to bring the hand warmers to Ball Diamond at Blair Field over the weekend. <laughs> All of the working it was press. It's a little chilly out there. Thanks you very, very much. A little much. chilly, a little chilly. It's been a little chilly all over the place. It was a cold diamond at Blair Field on yeah. Friday night, I think. No doubt. Um, we have a so very stupid. busy week of Long Beach sports coming up here, and you guys are definitely leading the way. I don't think we've had a more busy week in the year until this, this week. Everybody's in action. Everybody's coming off something, and every team seemed to have an incredible individual performance over the last seven days or so. Yeah, crazy, crazy, and certainly we put the, the 562.org to, to the test on trying to cover everything out here. We're failing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where we will definitely be. Friday night, Walter Pyramid, no gilding a lily. We're getting right into this week at the beach. The number one team in the nation, Long Beach State Men's Volleyball, is hosting number 11 Cal State Northridge in the Big West Conference opener. Obviously, Long Beach State defenders of both conference and national championships. But it's a huge night because it's the conference opener, and you guys are debuting a brand new floor. Yeah, so uh, was in the pyramid earlier today, and they were kind of doing the finishing touches on the, on the pre-install of the floor. But it's a TerraFlex floor, not to bore anybody, but... It is one of the premier surfaces. They played the, the 2012 Olympics, uh, was, was where Allen coached, obviously, Team Alan USA. Teraflex, yes. So he, he's had experience with Teraflex. Uh, University of Hawaii has it, but there's not too many. Uh, I think I was talking with someone earlier. I don't think anyone on the West Coast um, has this floor, but it is state-of-the-art. Um, it, it, it gives you that feel when, when folks walk in Friday uh, to the pyramid and walk in and literally look down at the floor. I mean, you cannot think of anything but the highest level of volleyball. Um, and we're committed. You know, we talk about it a lot. I talk about, you know, the fact that, that we like to brand ourselves as volleyball you. This is one more step of an investment. Uh, Your into predecessor the used to yell at us when we would point out to him that Long Beach State was a volleyball school, and he'd go, "Well, you know, we got a lot of yeah, all the NCAA championships are in volleyball." <laughs> well, you know, I, I look at this thing. You know, it's not mutually exclusive. We can be a volleyball right. school, a baseball school, <laughs> yeah. a soccer school. You know, we can do it all. But that's the uh, more political pivot for sure. Yeah, yes. but 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 we certainly want to support um, Alan and Joy because the women are going to play on this floor in the fall as well. But it, it's a significant investment. It's about a $100,000 investment into uh, the program. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're really excited to see what it looks like on Friday, but I'm excited. Well, you mentioned the playing surface. That's great for the players because it's going to help with their recovery time. Uh, you, you know, that's what Alan's been saying. It's just physically better for them to be jumping up and down on this stuff. But I would just say for the aesthetics, if people, you know, we're, we're also used to, whether it's high school or college or even pro volleyball, you're used to seeing the sport played on a basketball court. I mean, it's just, if I picture a volleyball match right now, I'm thinking of a three-point line running through right. it, right? And what, what's so exciting to me about this is everything outside of the volleyball lines is going to be black. And so it's going to really look like the premier event. Obviously, the Pyramids hosted the USA volleyball team a number of times uh, since Allen was a coach there. And it's, it's electric. I think it's the best volleyball venue on the West Coast. I mean, it's the perfect size. 
it, you've got a perfect view of everything. It's really easy to get baseline views. And to have a real floor in there for it, uh, I think is going to be incredible. But I, I was tweeting all last weekend after that UCLA match with 3,000 fans there, like, this is the most fun I've had covering Long Beach State sports in, in a while. I mean, it's it, the, the atmosphere for those games, when you get 3,000 people there, I don't think it hurts that you guys are selling beer. There's a lot of recent alums, that you know, mid-20s guys who are coming out and having a great time. Uh, it's really special, and, uh, and I hope everyone can make it out on Friday for that Northridge match. That's 7 p.m. against Cal State Northridge. Uh, other action going on, like I said, a very busy week here at the beach. Men's basketball showed a lot of growth last week by closing out two wins in the final seconds and in overtime. The Beach came back to beat Cal State Northridge 80-78 on Wednesday at Walter Pyramid thanks to Deshaun Booker's three free throws. Well drawn, Book. Well drawn on the final <laughs> possession of regulation. Booker then, over the weekend, became the Big West single season record holder in free throws with 216. That passes somebody named Larry Johnson. I, I don't know. He went to UNLV, apparently. Uh, Booker finished the week 19 for 19 from the charity stripe, and the Beach also came back to beat UC Riverside 71-67 on the road on Saturday in overtime. So, like I said, two key wins because of, there's a lot of things this men's basketball team hasn't done this year, but number one with a bullet has been closeout games. So to close out two against those teams that are under them in the conference standings, very important. Yeah, and you know the, the the quick thing I'll point out too about uh, Deshaun Booker, he still has three games to go, so that yeah, number that number that is you know the the record, it, I mean it's going to be difficult for anybody to ever break his record. Although you never say never. <laughs> so men's basketball at Walter Pyramid against Cal Poly on Saturday. So like I said, very busy week. 7 p.m. on Saturday, that match for men's volleyball or for men's basketball for women's basketball. They snapped their three-game losing streak last week, and then they only play one game this week, and that's going to be Thursday night at Walter Pyramid, 7 p.m. Sophomore Naomi Hunt was the star of their win over UC Santa Barbara with her first career double-double, 14 points and 10 rebounds, as you'll see later on in the show. If you come on this show, you automatically play well. It's like the, it's like the, the LB, LB fee bump. bump. Yes, that's right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real phenomenon. Yeah, we need to get some dirt bags on this show. It's they, need an LB, they need an LB fee bump. Let's get all of the dirt bags a on the show. A tough, tough week for the dirt bags to start the season. One really nice, cool, shining spot for the weekend, though. Two local boys, Lakewood High alum Matt Fields and Millican High alum Jacob Huey, both played, played some big roles on Friday night against Nevada. Fields got his first start almost two years after Tommy John surgery, and Huey got one of the two hits, only two on the night, in the ninth inning to almost come back. Doesn't get any easier for the Dirtbags. They're at number 10 Ole Miss this weekend. Yeah, it, uh, it certainly is a tough non-conference schedule, but you know that's something I think that, that Coach Buckley points to. It's not going to get any easier in conference. We play in an unbelievable baseball conference, and you know right now it's, it's certainly tough, but you know, timely hitting, you know, fixes a lot of things. And, you know, very easily, you know, the, the Nevada series could have been the other way. But, you know, certainly need to take care of business. So let's do some individual accomplishments. How about for men's golf? Another local boy, Wilson High alum and Long Beach State freshman Tyler Schaefer shot two five under rounds to finish a tournament in Hawaii and finish in a tie for fourth place. Obviously his best finish, Long Beach State ninth and a stacked field of 20 teams. And if you go to a tournament in Hawaii and you perform like Tyler did, that's a very, very impressive because they only take the best to play college that's tournaments right. in Hawaii. 
both for the course and, you know, for the travel part. <laughs> Going to track and field, they had their indoor championships were over the weekend. Senior Kamani Briggs, uh, also a Wilson alum, junior Jason Smith, first and second in the men's long jump. If you've been following Long Beach State track, the jumpers have just been making history year after year. Uh, but very excited for that outdoor season to get going and see how far these guys can go in, uh, in the NCAAs. Uh, back to the diamond for softball. Beach only got one win last weekend in Palm Springs, but senior shortstop Nicole Fry hit a tournament-best three home runs in the four games out there in the desert. They're going to be at the San Diego Classic this weekend. Speaking of the LVF bump, Nicole Fry. That's what I'm saying. Either she represented or drove in all eight runs That's in an right. 8-4 win over North Carolina. That was pretty awesome. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Women's water polo split four games last weekend. Took on uh, Cal State Northridge and San Jose State. Freshman O.C. Hertzka was able to score a team-best six goals over the weekend, and she now leads the team with 30 goals. So freshman leading you in goals, that's a good thing. They're going to be at the Wolverine Invitational in Michigan this weekend. Uh, finally, women's golf freshman Hunter Pate hit a hole-in-one in the final round of the Rebel Beach Invitational last week. Junior Yuna Pak was the top Long Beach State finisher. So, yeah, you mentioned I think it feels like about – Three quarters of the sports at Long Beach State are going right now. The beach volleyball team also right about to get going. Uh, and you can find our preview of that team at the 562.org. Andy, hole in one? You ever even get close? Never, never. <laughs> I've, I've come close, you know, within a foot uh, a number of times. But I'm just, I'm, I'm cursed on the golf course when it comes to the hole in one. All right, yeah, me too. However, great story. My mom had a hole in one while she was pregnant with me. So does that count? I, no. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. It's Andy's show, no, Mike. It yeah, it count. yeah it I'm going to give it to you. No, it counts double for your mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you're interested in going to any of those games, like we said, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, the Pyramid will be hosting big games for women's basketball, men's basketball, and the men's volleyball team. You can call the Long Beach State box office at 562-985-4949. And as we get ready to bring in our guests, I just want to remind Long Beach State fans about the 562.org and all the coverage we've been providing for Long Beach fans all season. We have a daily newsletter with the top sports stories from around the city, highlight videos, previews, recaps, photo galleries, live updates on Twitter from your favorite sports source here in Long Beach. So if you haven't already gone to the 562.org and signed up, please do so right now. We now welcome on our special guest, fresh off a pair of wins in the Bay Area, her team is gearing up for a big week. Three matches in four days coming up this weekend. She hails from Sacramento in her 22nd year at Long Beach State. Here we go, Beach. It's Jenny Hill Costello. How are you, Coach? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, how was the Bay Area? You came in with a bag full of uh, Ghirardelli's <laughs> chocolate, so I'm assuming that you guys had a good time on and off the court. <laughs> we did. You know, I, you know, we try to schedule trips, or at least I've tried to schedule trips where we can go and play some competitive matches, and at the same time, the girls can have an experience, because I do think that's important when we're on the road, and we certainly had an experience. It's kind of a funny thing, you know, JJ and I covering sports, everything's about like the wins and the losses and how the season ends and the championships. And you guys have obviously had some incredible history uh, during your tenure. But when we talk to kids like, you know, this is now our 11th year covering sports. We talk to kids that graduated 10 years ago. They're basically like always talking about like, what was the trip that they took that was fun? You know what I mean? It really sure. is. I think in terms of the life of the kids, 
it is often more about those kind of like travel and fun experiences. So I love that you do that. Well, it, and it's, you know, when you dro- grow up playing junior tennis, a lot of times it's the court, the restaurant, the hotel, back to the court. Right. And it's a, it's a little bit of a meat market factory kind of a feel sometimes. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and I also think when you can provide these experiences, it's good team bonding. You know, we got in early on Thursday, got our practice in, a good hard practice. That afternoon we got on the boat, we went over to Alcatraz. Oh, nice. Which was a ton of fun. I think the girls really enjoyed that. And then uh, we got really lucky. This was just random good luck. Uh, our hotel was down in the financial district just a block off of um, Chinatown. And on Saturday night after the match, we got rewarded with the Chinese New Year Parade. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> so, talk, about, talk, about, talk about a life experience. That's yep, awesome. Yeah, so we had, we had a great weekend on and off the court. It was good. Wow, that is incredible. You guys are playing well on the court, undefeated right now, 6-0, 2-0 in the Big West. What's this team doing so right right now? You know, it's interesting because I'm going to tell you, we definitely had some bumps in the road during the fall semester. We've got four freshmen. We've got four returners. um, And we had a bit of a culture problem last last year. And I'm not going to say we we got rid of all of that completely, you know, with four new freshmen coming back. So we had a learning curve in the fall. We took our lumps. And I will tell you, the team has really come together. We're all on the same page. And the thing I really love about this group of eight players is they want to be here and they want to be playing tennis. And they want to continue to see their tennis improve. And I think right now we're a very cohesive group. They are, they're friends. They are working hard, and I think that really contributes to our tennis improving. Um, They're obviously both important, but would you say if you had one hour to work on the team dynamic or, like, footwork with one foot, you know, what do you think is more important, that the emotional side of it is healthy and that everything is running correctly or, you know, X's and, I guess, not X's and O's for tennis, but you know what I mean, form and technique and stuff like that? That's a tough. That's it, it, a tough question because obviously they're both really important. But I think team chemistry probably <laughs> would be where I, you know, we will sacrifice time on the court in order to work with our sports psych, in order to have time together to talk about things. And it, yeah, I think honestly that's I think the biggest factor. We're incredibly talented, and we have four incredibly talented freshmen who came in and have raised the bar. So that helps too, but the team chemistry is, is a huge part of it this year. That doesn't surprise me that you say that because I know the one year that JG and I got to Indian Wells, and obviously you guys have you know won so many uh, conference championships. It's like I feel it's a very obvious difference between the way your team is with each other and the way that other college tennis programs that we see, where it kind of feels like, you know, you you mentioned what the you know the court, the hotel, the restaurant, whatever, but it is very. Um, self-run and sort of, I, don't, I wouldn't say over-organized, but it feels very business-like, even at the high school level a lot of times. And your guys' team really seems like any other team sport where you would expect that kind of like joking with each other and having fun. So I think sure. that's something that's kind of special about your program from my perspective. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta get a team culture where they're playing for each other, where it becomes, in my opinion, more important to win, not just for yourself, but for your teammates. And I really feel like we have that right now. Give us a few players to watch, Coach. Who, who's leading the way for you so far this season? I know Munoz has played really well for you, Nat- Natalia Munoz. Yeah, yeah, and Natalia's our one junior. She's the, the oldest uh, player on the roster, and she's really coming around her game is is definitely blossoming right now she's one of our team captains and she is definitely a leader out there on the court and you know I think she has led by example the girls see the work that she's doing they put in the work as well um 
I think our freshmen, all four freshmen, they're all in the lineup. Keep an eye on them. They all have different games and are incredibly talented. Obviously, Victoria has taken the top spot, um, and she is just a banger. You know, she's got a huge serve. She's got big shots from the baseline. And really, if you come out and you watch her play, she has really good sense of when to take a ball out of the air and close it at the net. It's just It just flows so well for her. Um, she's got a higher ceiling. We haven't gotten to her best tennis yet. And I think, you know, as a freshman coming into that one spot, I'm not saying that she's going to go unscathed this year. There's going to be some tough moments. She had a tough moment on Saturday against her first nationally ranked opponent. And I think now her eyes are fully open at what she's going <laughs> to see at that top spot. And she knows the work ahead of her. And I think uh, Emma at uh, the two position, she is an exciting player to watch. She's got all the shots. She's got the chips. She's got the heavy spin. She's got the defense. She can cover the court. Her match on Saturday against a very good St. Mary's opponent, the, the player just got so frustrated because she just kept getting balls back. This girl was hitting some great shots, and boom, here it comes. Emma's there to cover it. And soon enough, this girl try, tries to go too big because she thinks the shot has to be fantastic. And Emma's starting to get unforced errors. And it's right. not because this isn't a quality player. It's just that Emma wears on her, wears on her, wears on her. And all of a sudden, now you start getting some freebies because she's worn her, worn her down and broke her down. That sounds like two very different styles for your top players there, um, Bardet and Rutkowska. Do you like that? Do you like having a lineup where the, each girl has a distinctive different style? Absolutely. You know, we recruit these players to come in here. They all have different strengths. They all have different weaknesses. And that's our job as a coach to to work on those, you know, enhance the strengths, continue to improve the weaknesses and love having the variety of styles that we have on the team right now. Uh, different coaches have given us different answers to this question. But when you're not coaching tennis, do you like to get as far away from the sport as possible? Do you watch tennis on TV? What, you know, how's your relationship with the sport as a, as a fan, not as a coach, I guess. As a fan, you know, I, I will, I love watching the grand slams. There's no doubt about that. When those come on, I'm sitting there. Am I going home at night and picking up those, you know, <laughs> those, you know, right now the challengers that are going on and things like that? No, there's, there's time when you do want to get away from it. Um, when Indian Wells is on, definitely tune in those. So I would say probably as a fan, I'm more the big tournaments. So you watch the same the stuff that time. I do. That's yes. good. That makes me feel good about myself. Do you have a favorite Grand Slam tournament? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I have a favorite. I have one that I that I most want to go to at this point, which would be the French Open. Oh, interesting. Why? Uh, you know, I, I haven't been. I think clay is interesting because it seems to be the nemesis of a lot of great players mm -hmm. um they just can't get over that hump and you look at you know rafael nadal who happens to be my favorite player and he has conquered the clay yeah and to me that makes him the greatest all time because he's conquered the one surface that so many of the greats haven't conquered and he's been able to win the other slams as well so, so he's your favorite player so you can watch and see when he's on his game when he's not on his game when you watch him on clay is he playing a different game is his style so different from let's say Wimbledon to the French Open well I think the surface is is different so it, it like yeah, demands that you change demands, your style yeah yeah and I think that's huh. why I mean he is such a grinder I mean you know you look at Federer compared to Nadal Federer looks very efficient out on the court he's yes. smooth and he's you know, and Nadal is just grinding it out, grinding it out, grinding it out. And I think that's what I love about him. I've always been a grinder. You know, I'm not necessarily the most 
what talented athlete out there, but I, I put in the work. And, and, you know, obviously I'm not comparing myself to Nadal. He has a talent and he has the work <laughs> ethic. We all know. I, I would have be, bet money that you would have been a Nadal person. That does, <laughs> and I, I am too. I, I love his game too. I think tennis is fascinating to me because there's no other sport where they would take, like the NBA would never take LeBron James and put him on a surface that made it harder for him to play back. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. It is unique that it's like, and then one of the biggest tournaments of the year is going to be somewhere where all of our best players really hate playing <laughs> yeah it's true and look and you look at you have the two most diverse surfaces that are played within a month of each other you right. go from the french in may to beginning of july you're on grass i mean i don't know who whoever decided on this schedule at the beginning of you know the tennis <laughs> time but it, it's just crazy that is crazy uh do you watch tennis differently we were talking a little about this before the show started do you watch it differently in that can you turn off coach brain like, if I go to a Dodger game, I'm not covering the Dodger game, but in my brain, it's journalist brain. Sure. I'm breaking down the game. I would pretty much know how I would write the article when we leave the game. When you're watching a match, are you watching it as a coach would, or are you able to turn that off? I, I don't think I'm picking it apart as much as maybe I am when I'm watching the girls play, but it is interesting, you know, like you said, in watching Nadal, it's like, okay, he's hitting too short. He's going to get in trouble right now. They're stepping in. He's better when he's deep, when he's got those chalk line shots, et cetera. Um, things like that are going through my mind. And then, like I said, we're, when we're trying to – make some examples for the girls it's like hey mm -hmm. you guys got to get on you got to watch you know some matches this week watch where there's you know where the returning percentages are at things like that um so not really nitpicking it but yeah i think you see tendencies i think you can tell when somebody's not on their game and right. when somebody is well we always talk to coaches from well, let's say other sports that aren't you know the big three in america we always talk about where the sport is we got beach volleyball you know stuff like that so with tennis do you feel like tennis is good where it's at in the global sports world? Or do you feel like it can maybe take a jump up if there's a really good American, male or female? Like, the, is tennis okay? Does it need America to be good to be good? No, no, I think tennis, I think tennis is okay. I think tennis will always be a niche sport. It's, it's always, it always has been. I think it always will be. Um, I, I think, you know, right now the ITA and the NCAA are playing around with different formats, and we've changed up our format trying to, quote-unquote, attract more fans and things like that. I'd have to see the numbers. I'm guessing that it hasn't been the jump that they were hoping for because I do think it is a niche sport. I do think in the U.S. we can do a better job at cultivating tennis, growing it, reaching out to more kids. We, we don't really have a grassroots program. You know, it, it really is – a sport where you're paying for lessons on your own, you're traveling on your own, you don't have a lot of like team type situations where people can jump in and it can it can be a very expensive sport to play as a junior, which I don't think is conducive to having a lot of talent, you know, in the US. And I think that's where we are struggling a little bit. There's just not enough US talent to go around and that's why you're seeing a high number of international players. Well, speaking of uh, junior tennis, a, a great if you're like me and you've got little kids and you're starting to try and uh, figure out what you're going to do with the three months uh, of summer that they're home and you got to occupy them. Uh, the summer camp that you guys host, eight-week camp in the summer for five to 18-year-olds, boys or girls, is obviously a favorite of uh, anyone who's got a little kid interested in tennis. I was mentioning to you, I think maybe we'll sign my son up for the first time this year. We're pretty excited about that. But where can people go for more info on that? Is that uh, on the on the website? It is. It's on the Long Beach State website. And and you can click on 
um, I think it's Inside Athletics that maybe takes you then to the camp links, and then it has all the camps going on there. All right. Before we let you get out of here, we always do some favorites, some (laughs) off-the-field-slash-court stuff. Um, Let's do some good ones. What's your least favorite food? Is there a food out there that you just can't possibly eat? Yes, lima beans. Lima beans. <laughs> Is it the taste or the texture? Both. <laughs> uh, what's a movie that made you laugh really hard? It doesn't have to be the funniest movie you think, but what's like a movie recently that made you laugh really hard? Oh, gosh. Any? Do you, like, do you have a favorite recently, comedy of all time? I A favorite comedy movie of all time? I'm yeah. trying to think. Um, I tend to go romantic comedy, so. Okay, what's the best rom-com? We need a new rom-com, by the way. It's God. been too long since we had a good you know, one. I, and I don't even know if this one's considered a rom-com, but I love Sabrina with, uh, with Harrison Ford and uh, Greg yeah. Kinnear. That's, all, that's a, like a go-to for me. On the, you know, when there's nothing on, I'll slip that into the That's a good the one. That's a good one. How about a movie that made you cry? Are you a crier at movies? Oh, my gosh. I cry on, like, sad ads. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I cry all the time. Um, there's too many to name that make me cry. <laughs> okay. How about um, pump up music? Do you listen to music before the matches to get pumped up like a like an athlete would? You know what? The girls the girls have their warm up mix, yeah. and I will tell you when I go to the gym, I kind of steal some of their songs. So right now, this may be it may be a, a, <laughs> kind of a sad thing to say, but when I was at the gym this morning, the song Jackie Chan was like my. All right. I was on the treadmill, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, here we go. That's good. That's good. How about the last book you read? Last good read you had? The last good read I had was Legacy. Alan Knipe recommended that to me. We were I think he said that on the show. Say Alan recommended it on the show as well. Yes. <laughs> it is. It's excellent. And we had the girls read it. And I think that's also a big reason why we're, we're very unified right now. Okay, la- last one. If you had one wish, what would it be? One wish that yeah. I win a billion dollars in the lottery. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and then Rhodes Tennis Center is getting a makeover, baby. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate you coming on the show. Like we said, three matches coming up this week. Yep. Thursday at 2 p.m. against San Diego. Then you're going on the road to some place they call Fullerton on Saturday. And then you're coming back here, Rhodes Tennis Center, on Sunday to take on Cal Poly. So two big, big West matches coming up. Yep. It's going to be a good weekend. And we like having this three matches in four days because if we're going to go out to the desert and, and contend for a title, we've got to win three matches three days in a row. So it's a good tester for us, see how our bodies handle it, and uh, get ready for postseason. Always with her eyes on the prize. She's not the eight-time Coach of the Year award winner in the Big West for nothing. Jenny Hill Costello, thanks for coming on the show, Coach. Thanks, guys. Our thanks again to Jenny for joining the show. Love having Coach Hilt Costello on. Uh, such a great mind in her sport. And just, I, I feel like we, anytime you and I talk to her, we're, we usually end up not talking about tennis because she just like, she's so interested in so many things. And I love getting her perspective on different things. But anyway. Yeah, she's a fun interview. And I think she now joins the club of two-time guests. Yes. Alan Knipe. Yeah. Kim Souter. Jenny Hill Costello. More, I believe Dan Munson is on there too. More importantly, she joins the a very exclusive club of two time guests who brought us food with Joey Cerule. That's a good okay. <laughs> That's a two person club. Very true. Yes. Much like Saturday Night Live, I think we need to do the first guest to be on five times gets a jacket. <laughs> get a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Okay. five time jacket. Well, yes, I, we know someone who will print those up for us. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right, as we do every week, recommendations. What does LB Nation need to be doing this week, Andy? What do you got? 
Well, this is a recommendation not just for LB Nation, but Andy Fee. Apparently, I need to go see Green Book, the movie. <laughs> you and the rest of the world. I, I, I missed that one. So I'm going to own it, and uh, I got to get out there and go see Green Book. This is like when that Beck album won Best Album, and everyone was like, Beck had an album this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not see Green Book. I did see Black Panther twice. So does that does count? That, does that, yeah. that count? But yeah. Black Panther won a number of Oscars. We were excited about that. I can't believe Vice didn't win anything. That is yeah. No, they won, oh, wait, uh, they, won best, they won Best Makeup. Yeah, no, not which, costume design. It was specifically makeup, which was uh, Makeup good, and styling. And yeah. styling. And styling, okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's very right. important. I, I give it to him, though. He was Dick Cheney in that movie. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I like, we saw that, and like in the middle third of it, you fall out of like you forget that it's an actor and yeah. you just think you're watching a, a really weird documentary. You know? I can't believe people still think that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is a good movie. I, I don't. I, I don't get it. I'm with you. I don't get it. I, maybe it's me, like as a cinephile. I hate that word. Anyways, uh, I can't stop watching the editing of that movie. And like, there's a couple uh, gifs you can find online right now where they show like five cuts in three seconds. Right. Like, Somebody needed to not or. Take Adderall before was, they edited that movie. It was, it was the it was the Ren and Stimpy uh, cut. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Mike, do you have a recommendation for the people? Um, I took the kids to Blair Field on Sunday. Uh, just me and the kids had an awesome time. Uh, met some of our friends. I like honestly, and you can vouch for this since we were in our like early twenties. I've been looking forward to Shar and I having kids so that they could just like come hang out at Blair Field. <laughs> it's, it's just a unique and uh, awesome, perfect experience. And uh, I just every time I take them there, I just feel so lucky that we live in Long Beach. I can cut Vincent loose and let him go play pickup ball in front of the 562.org sign. Thanks, Andy. There you go. Uh, over on the first base side. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's a special place, obviously. Everyone, everyone here knows that. Um, but uh, I was reminded of that again over the weekend. Amen. Uh, my recommendation is a serious one, so I'll do it quickly. I won't say who, but somebody said, oh, it was so nice for the Oscars this weekend to not have a host so we didn't have to hear any politics. What, what is our problem? Why, why, why are we so afraid to talk to politics? My recommendation is have a conversation this week about politics and make it an uncomfortable one. If you can't maintain a conversation where there's an intellectual exchange of political ideas, you probably shouldn't vote. So educate yourself <laughs> by listening to each other. Educate yourself. That's my recommendation for the week. You should do it like a green book with you and someone who disagrees <laughs> with you politically, right? Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. We got enough podcasts mending, already, mending Mike. Bridges, yeah. We've got enough. We already do two with Long Beach Post, and we obviously do this with Long Beach State each and every week. The LBV Show. Andy, thank you so much for having us on your show. To producer Roger and everybody else involved in local sports, Whoo, we got a busy one coming up this week. So follow the 562.org through all of it for all of your Long Beach State athletics coverage. We'll see you guys in the stands this weekend. Take care.